0: profit I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast. I have course, if you don't know me by now, I am your host and fearless leader, the one and only voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita. Happy Tuesday evening, everybody. Hope you all had a nice weekend. Mine was interesting. It was certainly interesting. As I mentioned on the last episode, I was traveling this weekend. I went up north about an hour from here to a, a town just past sayulita actually where we will be having the event and i have a little bit of news on that and i checked out a couple venues and i did narrow down the dates and then we got hit with a hurricane (laughs) on saturday or late saturday afternoon early evening there was a hurricane that came through from the south and hit puerto vallarta pretty hard i don't know if any of you guys have been following that it was hurricane nora and it did quite a bit of damage to downtown Puerto Vallarta, mostly on the on the southern part of the of the downtown area, which they call the Romantic Zone or it, it's uh, where, where most of the gays hang out and it's it's actually one of my favorite neighborhoods. It's got a lot of, of good restaurants and and cool bars and stuff. A lot of gringo bars over there. Man, I, I've seen some I haven't actually been down there yet because it was closed off on Sunday when I got back. But they, I, I've seen some videos, there were some bridges that, that collapsed, there were some buildings that collapsed. Not huge buildings, but you know, like apartment buildings or something like that. And uh, rivers were just going crazy, so uh, a lot of places flooded. It didn't look very good. Luckily, I am on the northern side of town, and it was, uh, as far as I can tell, it looks like it was just a big storm here. There's a lot of debris on the beach, probably the most I've ever seen. But as far as my place is concerned and the surrounding area, if it just was a big rainstorm that we get constantly throughout this time of year, I wouldn't have been able to tell the difference. I'm sure it was very windy and there was a lot of rain and everything, but all things considered, not much damage done to my part of the of uh, PV here, and the condo's okay, so that's good. And where I was, uh, I was actually in Sayulita on Saturday looking at some of the venues and then having dinner when the the hurricane actually got got pretty bad over there too it, it, you know it was it was mostly just a lot of rain and some some strong winds it wasn't too bad over there it wasn't like it was down uh, south of there about an hour or two south so um yeah that was my uh saturday night i spent uh getting pouring in the pouring rain looking at venues and then once i got home we uh lost some uh we didn't lose power luckily. I mean, the power was intermittent. It would come on and off throughout the night, but we lost the internet and we lost cell service. So we were uh, incommunicado for a while. And actually all, all Sunday too, you know, the, the whole town lost cell service and, and Wi-Fi and internet and everything. So luckily we were able to catch a, a bus out of town. We just kind of got lucky, walked, walked to the end of town. I was going to look for a cab or something to go back to Sayulita and see if maybe they had some cell service or some wifi or something like that. But there was a, a bus going all the way back to Puerto Vallarta. So I just hopped on that and it didn't seem, I didn't get cell service back until I got to Nuevo Vallarta. So yeah, it, it did do quite a bit of damage over here, but everybody I know seems to be okay. So that's the good news. And I know stateside, we had a big hurricane hit uh, New Orleans and that area there, all, all over Louisiana. I don't know exactly the extent of the damage there, but I, I did see some some reports and everything. And I know we have some listeners over there, so hopefully everybody, all the fiction peddlers down there are doing okay. As far as the Sayulita Super Spreader event goes, I have narrowed down the dates. We will be doing it uh, December 10th through the 12th. The week before that is just not going to work. I heard through, um, through, actually, I was talking to Buck Johnson a little bit over the past week. He's in, by the way. He's officially in. So Buck is in, which is the good news. But the so the week before, I guess, is there's some Ron Paul event in Texas. I forget exactly what it was or what he called it. But I didn't want to conflict with that. I think we're going to have enough uh, competition as it is. And a, and a hard enough time getting people to come all the way down to Mexico for an event. So I didn't want to conflict with some Ron Paul thing. And I think Buck might be involved in that as well. And I wanted him to be able to make this. So we're going to do the original plan, which was December 10th through the 12th in Sayulita. I looked at the, the other venue in San Pancho, and it was a really nice villa that would have been perfect if the venue was in Sayulita, but it was, you know, about 10, 15, about 15 minutes up the road from Sayulita. And it's just the, the dates didn't work. And so we're going to find something else in Sayulita. I'm going back down there tomorrow morning to look at uh, a place that's on the beach that looked pretty promising. And and we'll just we'll figure it out. There, there's a couple of options in, like right in Sayulita to host the event. So we're we're doing it. The 10th through the 12th, Buck is in. So that makes the full lineup. Michael Rechtenwald, Martha Bueno, Clint from Liberty Lockdown, Buck Johnson, and Robbie the Fire. I don't think I'm forgetting anybody. So I'm really excited about this. I think it's going to be a really fun weekend. As soon as I get done with this podcast, I am going to figure out how I'm going to sell these tickets to you guys online. I I think I'm gonna just use my my Stripe account. They they have a feature there, but I, I gotta, you know, work some numbers and try to figure all that shit out. Once I get that together, hopefully I'm hoping to be able to figure that out tonight. I don't wanna start promoting the event online and, and putting up flyers and everything or sending out flyer, electronic flyers or whatever before I have the site together to, you know, actually sell tickets to people. So hope I'm trying to get that done tonight. And then hopefully in the next couple of days, I'll put the tickets on sale. And even though I don't have the biggest following of all of the guests coming to the Sayulita Super Spreader, I expect the biggest fucking turnout from you guys. So I want the Peddling Fiction podcast to be very well represented here. So do me a favor, buy your ticket as soon as you can. Come on down to Mexico. This is going to be a lot of fun. And I think one more thing that I might add to the VIP package, and it kind of depends, again, on on the numbers and how many tickets of these I sell. But if people want to stay a little longer past the weekend or maybe before the weekend starts, I I haven't decided on, on this fully yet. But I might invite the the VIPs over to my place here in Puerto Vallarta to do like a, a a pool party, a pool day kind of thing, which I think would be a lot of fun as well. I'm right here on the beach. I have the biggest fucking pool imaginable. They're a little weird with the, the rules and, and the drinking in the pool, but there are ways around that. And then there's always the beach which is right out in front where anything goes. So I'm thinking I might add that as a little bonus for the VIPs. If people want to hang around, either come, come down before the event gets started or hang around for a few days after, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll have a little get-together at my place here in PV. So, uh, yeah, that's I think those are all the announcements I have. And if you, if you know you're going to come to this and you want to book your, your flight or something like that, Figure out your dates. the The dates of the event will be the tenth through the twelfth. Hell or high water. That's those are the dates I confirmed with all the the special guests when I invited them. I am confident I will be able to find something that will work on those dates. And it, so, if you're looking to book your tickets, you're going to fly into the uh, Puerto Vallarta International Airport. At, uh, I forget the guy's name, Gustavo, something or other, but it's it's abbreviated PVR. P as in Paul, V as in Victor, R as in Robert, and it's going to be December, and it's going to be fucking beautiful here. The perfect weather, great little vacation for you and your significant other. I wouldn't recommend bringing your your kids along if you if you don't have to, just because I I I mean, as far as the events concerned, I'm tailoring it toward. An adult audience, but not not that your kids wouldn't have fun here. I mean, we've got great beaches. There's a lot of uh, fun water sports you could do. There's everything that you can imagine uh, could could do as well. So, if you got kids, you can bring them. I just uh, I don't know what you'd do with them while we're at the event, but that's uh, yeah. That's all I have to report on that front. And since it has been almost a week since our last podcast, there's been, man, a lot of fucking stories in the news that I would like to address. Not so much that it's these are new news stories or anything like that. They're all surrounding the, the topic of coronavirus and vaccines, vaccine mandates, vaccine passports. And the loss of your liberty. But we're really starting to see this escalate. And we're seeing some really creepy trends abroad. That I think are an indication of where we might be going as a country. And it's just... um, it, It needs to... We, we really need to fucking nip this in the bud. The, these politicians who claim to be these public servants, and the, and this is like one thing that I really have a hard time wrapping my head around. For those of us who have not been red-pilled on what the state is and what the state is not, all of these blue-pilled people out there consider these politicians to work for us. They work for the people. They represent the people. They are public servants. We tell ourselves. And yet, every day, we, we sit back and we let these so-called public servants tell us what to do with our kids, what to do with our own lives, what to do in terms of our health care decisions. What kind of fucking public servant is that? What kind of worker-boss relationship is that? I, I mean, if you have to... It, like, if you have kids in school, are you going to let the school dictate to you how your kid has to go through his everyday life? The the A bunch of these fucking Johnny and Susie do-gooders on your school board are going to tell you uh, to put a mask around your kid, whether or not they have to be uh, vaccinated for this or vaccinated for that. You're going to let some politician, some elected bureaucrat who... By and large, the odds are they have done nothing with their life. Absolutely nothing. No accomplishment that isn't a part of government, a part of you know this complete waste of space. They've done nothing with their life except suck the blood and sweat and tears and everything from the private sector. They've lived off of other people their entire lives. They are parasites. And yet we're going to let them dictate to us how we live our lives, where we can go, if we can go into a restaurant, if we can go enjoy a show. And all for a virus that has such an astronomically high survival rate. It's incredible to me. It's, I mean it'd be one thing if like the numbers were reversed right and it was like a 98..9% chance you would die from some virus and they start instituting all of this stuff. But the vast majority of Americans, the vast majority of people in the world are going to be just fine, just fine. And yet there's a, a vast majority of people who seem to be content with ruining their lives. Just, not just their life, but they definitely want to ruin your life if you're not going to get the vaccine on command. And you're, and you're not going to go through all these ridiculous religious rituals to avoid some spooky virus that's floating around us in the air. But they're going to ruin their own lives too. I mean, maybe they're too naive to see it. And that's why we're going to talk about China and what's going on in Australia later on in the show. And Israel for that matter. The most vaccinated fucking country on the face of the earth, by the way. But to see society be conditioned, be propagandized, be scared into the state that we're in today is just amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And in such a short time, so many people, it's obvious that they they are just willing to throw everything away for some false sense of security. We're going to go through some more vaccine numbers here because I think this is important and, you know, I don't care, they won't put this shit up on YouTube. They'll kick me off of Facebook. That's fine. One day, one day the fiction peddlers will be vindicated. And you know, I was I was texting back and forth with my old man who is, you know, still just a staunch conservative. Believes that you know the Constitution is this limiting document. He actually he actually said that when I was talking about we were talking about China because he sent me this article about um, China was limiting how, how the number of hours that kids can play video games. Yeah, so China is banning playing video games during the week. On Friday evening evenings, as well as during the holidays and Saturdays and Sundays, gamers will only be allowed to play during a single hour. You get one hour to play your video games in China now. And, and that's just one of the many things that they are instituting as part of this social credit score thing that they have going on there. The, the vaccine is, are, is has been integrated into it. They already had this social credit score system set up. And now they're just integrating more and more stuff into it. You know, a friend of mine here teaches English to Chinese kids. And they're, they're actually banning English classes on the weekends as well. Of course, it's for the, the kids' own good because the kids are being overworked and overwhelmed and they want them to have the weekends off. And so now they, they, they can't teach... Uh, you can't take an online English class over the weekend. You can only do it during the week. They are also quote-unquote cleansing the online content of anyone that's critical of the country's economy. This week, China began a two-month campaign targeted at cracking down on commercial platforms and social media accounts that post financial-related information that's deemed harmful to the Chinese economy, it's focused on rectifying violations that include maliciously badmouthing financial markets and falsely interpreting domestic policies and economic data. This is where China is. I mean, what could go wrong with that? You can't criticize an economic policy in China anymore. You can't quote unquote falsely interpret domestic uh, fi- financial topics. The impact that some policy that the Chinese government comes up with, you can't falsely interpret the effects of that on the economy. You wouldn't be able to point out financial bubbles or or, or be critical of any company or something, a stock that you think is overvalued. Nothing like that, not anymore. Not if it it, it damages the uh, you know the economy of China. You're not allowed to talk about it. This is. It's believable. Not because it's happening in China, but because we're on the path to doing the exact same thing here in America. I mean, these, these um, vaccine passports, that's what this will be used for. Make no mistake about it, ladies and gentlemen. These passports, these so-called passports, again, a complete fucking perversion of the word. They're not just going to be used to make sure that you you've gotten your weekly booster shot, which it looks like you're gonna have to start getting them every week if you want any semblance of resistance from the coronavirus and all its variants. They don't give a shit about that. Look around, look around at all of these busybodies in Washington. look around at all the elites having their gigantic fucking parties. Unmasked, on airplanes, in huge crowds, having weddings and parties and tripping the life. Fantastic. They really look like they're concerned about the coronavirus? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So what? What what is this all about? Well, it's all about these vaccine passports. It's all about control. How else would they have been able to convince hundreds of millions of Americans to turn over all of this power to the government unless they were able to scare the living daylights out of you using coronavirus, using this relatively benign virus it turns out to be. But at the time, we didn't know that, did we? It was a novel coronavirus, so they say. That that Even that's up for debate, depending on who you listen to. They might have actually known more than they let on to begin with. But this is how they operate. This is the camel's nose under the tent. They needed something. They needed a catalyst to get this in the door. And once they have it, it's it's easy. You just keep tacking on stuff, like like China's doing with the video games and the online classes and the. You can't badmouth the economy. You should look at the list of things that you get dinged in your social credit score in China. You know, your dog's barking too much walking your dog without a leash, bad driving, all kinds of stuff. But it's going to start with this. You see, the, the Chinese government, they didn't need an excuse. They didn't need a catalyst. They don't need the camel's nose under the tent. They just do it. They don't have the same uh, rights and, and freedoms and liberties that we, that we currently enjoy here. We have this somewhat limiting document. Our founding documents are somewhat limiting. They're at least still paying some lip service to these things, which is why our politicians have to enlist the help of private businesses to do their bidding. You see, these, these so-called public servants, they know that they can't do this alone. They need the help of others. They need the help of the, the people that they've already enslaved to enforce a lot of the things that they're not allowed to enforce on the American people without, A, violating, like, gross violations of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. But also just destroying this illusion of public servants, we're here to represent you, blah, 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 blah. And so that's why you get Joe Biden out there and Fauci and all these fucking assholes in Washington calling, you know, calling on private businesses to do what's right. To enforce, to mandate vaccines for all your employees and your customers. And what's unfortunate is there's all too many of these people are ready and willing to help make this country a, a permanent prison. It, it, they are turning it into a gigantic fucking prison. I'm sorry, thank God we don't have a fucking wall on the southern border yet. Like I've been saying for years, and and other libertarians have been saying for years, like uh, we don't want a wall along that border because it will be used to keep us in. It's not going to be used to keep the Mexicans out. They are turning this into a prison, one fucking vaccine passport at a time, just like Australia. Australia... Not only have they been cracking down with the most draconian lockdowns and crazy shit like that all over Australia. And the, the, the most fucking chilling development coming out of the Australians in New South Wales, which includes the city of Sydney. The people that are fully vaccinated have been granted an extra hour to leave their house for recreation one more hour for recreation on top of the hour that they've already been granted for exercise so in australia or even no even before you were fully vaccinated you were allowed you weren't allowed to leave your house unless it was to exercise for an hour now if you're fully vaccinated you get an extra hour of outdoors time i mean does that remind anybody of anything other than a fucking prison i actually looked it up because i was pretty sure that prisoners get two hours of outdoors time. And it turns out, even the fucking prisoners in the United States in maximum security prisons get two hours of outdoors time. And they don't even have to be exercising. They can just be standing out there. (laughs) I, I, I tweeted out about this as kind of a joke, congratulating all these Australians on their extra hour of outdoor recreation time. And I, I let them know that our prisoners get two hours as well. but they also get their meals paid for, room and board, all that stuff. I, I wonder if these suckers over in Australia are still paying for their meals. Why not just go full prison? You know ha- have them come by and, and give you your fucking gruel and you sit in your home all day, your gigantic prison cell. They'll, they'll keep you occupied with TV. you know you can watch Netflix all day long and I'm, you know wouldn't it be interesting if eventually all of these streaming services start restricting what you can watch if you're not fully vaccinated i mean that would like that would really shine a light on what this is about wouldn't it because you're a threat to nobody other than the people living in your home if you're sitting around watching tv all day but it wouldn't surprise me it wouldn't surprise me that maybe you can't get netflix unless you're fully vaccinated I don't know if they'll go that far, but they'll probably, you know, if you want to watch The Office, one of the good shows that everybody likes, well, then you better get your vaccine. Better get your vaccine passport. But they can, you know, they've got your prisoner in your house. They'll keep you occupied with video games and and TV. And they can come by and they can shove some disgusting, unhealthy food down your gullet three times a day and let you outside for two hours. You can call that a life. Australia is calling in the military to help enforce this for all of the, the right-wing, back-the-blue, thin-blue line, all those guys. Who do you think is going to be enforcing all of these lockdowns? It's not these pussy politicians over in Washington. Now, there is one big difference between Australia and the U.S. and China and the U.S. is that for the time being, we're still an armed population. Now, they're doing their best to chip away at that as well, but they haven't been fully successful. They're banning Russian ammo now. So maybe they can't take away the guns, but they can stop us from importing a bunch of ammunition that we need to use the guns. And there's already a shortage here on everything. So now private businesses are going to be enlisted to do the bidding of the state, making sure that you know everybody gets their vaccines, everybody has their passport, or they're going to try to make your life as miserable as possible. That You've heard politicians come out and say this. We want to make your life uncomfortable and difficult because you're not complying. And this isn't the first time that they've enlisted private businesses to do the bidding of the state. What do you think the sales tax is that you pay every time you purchase something? They've enlisted every business that sells something, a 7-Eleven, a Starbucks, anything, a clothing store, They've all become fucking tax collectors for the state. You want to run your business? You want to stay in business? Well, you have to collect these taxes for us on our behalf and remit them to the state. If you want to be a brokerage firm or a bank or something like that, you have to spy on your customers. You have to become the CIA, the NSA. You have to do the the KYC, know your customer. Do background checks on everybody. Make sure there's no suspicious deposits. You have to report any suspicious activity to the government. You have to rat on your customers if you think what they're doing could be construed as money laundering, tax evasion, something like that. And if you don't report it, well, then you're on the hook for it. They come after you. You get fined. You see, we've already laid the groundwork. For them to implement these vaccine passports on the private business level. And th- this is yet another problem of letting the government have so much control over the private sector. All these regulations that they pass in the name of, you know, customer safety, AOC's, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's of the world, the Bernie Sanders claim that they, you know, they don't want you getting ripped off by the big banks. So we need to regulate them with the Dodd-Frank Throw another 10,000 pages of regulations on there. Make sure no small businesses could survive. Nobody can compete with the Chase. So now we only have like five or six big banks, don't we? <laughs> Too big to fail? We made them even bigger and more likely to fail. But as long as they as long as long they got their regulating, uh, regulatory tentacles into these businesses, they can control them. They can make running your business very, very difficult to the point of bankruptcy. Restaurants... Movie theaters, theater theaters, convenience stores, clothing stores, anything. The U.S. regulatory system is massive. We have licensing laws. We have all these like safety and regulatory laws that they hide behind. And we've accepted that. We, we've decided that this is the proper role for government. As a society, this is what we came to. Well, yes, you know, we're afraid. We're afraid of freedom. We're afraid of the private sector. We've been told all of these horror stories and these dystopian nightmare societies that they dream up in public schools about how bad it would be if we had an unregulated market, right? The government wasn't there to protect you from all of those entrepreneurs that literally just want you to buy their products. They want to help you fix a problem, solve a need, because that's the beautiful thing about free market capitalism. In a free market, the only honest way that you can make money is by helping others out, creating value for other people, solving somebody else's problem, making their life easier. But we've bought into the propaganda. We've bought into this government lie That without the government there to protect us from these evil businesses and corporations, we'd be at their mercy when it's literally the other way around. Now we're at the mercy of the government. And that's one of the problems that's staring us right in the face at this moment. We've heard, we've literally heard Joe Biden admit that he's at least not sure that they can mandate vaccines nationally. But what they can do is regulate the bejesus. Out of any business that wants to operate, they've got a, a million different ways from Sunday to attack your business if you're trying to operate anywhere in the U.S. they got the IRS, income tax, sales tax. They've got uh, all of these licensing laws and, and uh, you know certificate of needs and, and zoning and all this shit that they can use to make your life a living fucking hell if you're trying to run a business. Now, they can't do it to the individual, just trying to live their life. But if you want to operate your business, we've accepted this as the proper role of government. They have the final say as to whether or not you can operate your business. And so that's what they go for. Constitution says they can not they can't force you to take a vaccine. The government can't. But they can threaten businesses in no uncertain terms and coerce them into doing the government's dirty work for them. And then they can fall back on the libertarian argument that private businesses can do whatever they want. And what's worse, what's even more disgusting and depressing, is that they can get gullible libertarians to buy into this. It's a private business. They can do what they want. They're allowed to discriminate. Don't you see what's happening here? Are private businesses allowed to discriminate in any other regard? Or is it just when it, the federal government wants them to? When the federal government wants them to make sure that you're injected with some experimental drug, then it's okay to discriminate. Other than that, though, you're not allowed to, right? You got to bake the cake, public-private, right? This is what they say. Who could be against that? Well, I could. I could be against that for this very fucking reason. I mean, this is not a phenomenon of of the free market, okay? This is not a decision that businesses are coming to absent government coercion. You have to look at the backdrop in which they operate. Like I laid out, they are not allowed to operate unless they bend a knee to the almighty government. You think businesses want to be enforcing vaccine mandates on their customers? Your local bartender wants to be doing that? The, The chick that serves you, your omelet at brunch on Sunday, wants to see your vaccine pass? Wants to check all that every time somebody comes in? Of course not. Of course not. They're trying to stay in business. They want to make it as easy as possible for customers to use their services. They don't want to throw up barriers to entry. The only one that wants to do that is the fucking one that has the monopoly. And that's the goddamn government. Even the airlines don't really want to be doing this. But we let the government regulate them because what? Safety. Because we're afraid. We're afraid of what might happen, you know? uh terrorist attack or that maybe they don't maintain the plane well enough so I better get the government in there to to regulate and make sure that they're up to snuff we've had so much propaganda around how unsafe the free market is and how it would be this unregulated dystopian disaster wings falling off of airplanes terrorist attacks constantly your four-year-old children would be working in coal mines This has all been shoved down our throats in government schools our entire lives. That we bought all this bullshit, hook, line, and sinker, despite all the evidence to the contrary. And now that they have us right where they want us, they have control over every industry, they have control over every aspect of our lives, well, now they get to turn the screws, now they get to tighten the noose. They can't force the vaccines on us by law. They just can't. But they can force a whole bunch of other shit on these private companies, can't they? And private businesses, in turn, can force that shit on their customers. Because it is, after all, it is a private business. You, know? you do not have a right to go into somebody's restaurant and demand that they feed you. That's up to them. So there you go. Another successful skirting of the Constitution. of the the so-called limiting documents that we have to make sure that our rights and our liberties and our freedoms aren't infringed upon. You know, this is why we have the Federal Reserve. Not only does it enable the government to do anything, this is how they got around all of the restraints on its power, Uh, most of the restraints on its power, not the least of which was to emit bills of credit. The government couldn't do that according to the Constitution. But you see, a private entity can so we come up with the Federal Reserve. They they can do that because they're quote-unquote private, even though, you know, we're going to elect, the, the, the president's going to appoint the chairman. And then, of course, they have to be, you know, they, they got to go before Congress all the time. There's all this political pressure. Of course they're going to do the government's bidding. The government's not going to appoint some guy that's going to be like, you know, fuck everything the government wants to do. We're going to do what's right. We're going to do what's economically sound and force- uh, a hard monetary policy restraint? Of course not. Of course not. It's you know it's really getting pretty scary out there, and we need these private businesses to stand up and just refuse to do this kind of thing. There has to be a major, major pushback against all of this. And I know I'm sure all these business owners are scared, and they're they're afraid of going out of business, and so they'll do whatever they can. So that they can open up again. But you see, that's the problem here. That, that's the mentality that's getting you in trouble. Thinking that we need to bend over for the fucking government, for these bureaucrats who do not have the power and should not have the power to tell you when and where you can operate your business. Bending over backwards to please them in order to stay in business is, is not what we should be doing here. Don't do it. Resist we will we will fucking support you the same people that were that were patronizing your business throughout the lockdowns when all of these other fucking pussies were sitting at home being afraid wearing 10 masks that's not who you should be catering to right now cater to us because we got your fucking back we will fucking crowd we can crowdfund your the fines that you get we can keep you afloat we can support your business But not if you're going to alienate us. Not if you're going to try to force us to take vaccine. Don't turn your back on the people that are the reason why you still have a business to operate. Turn your back on the motherfuckers who tried to get you to close it down, who forced you to close it down, and who have been taxing you and regulating you to death. We can unite. We can stand together against their fucking tyranny. Vote them out of office. It's like, stop, dude, turn back. You're going the wrong way. Do not go down the fucking path that you're leading. No, no, no. They, they, they need to bend to us, not the other way around. And we need to do whatever the hell we need to do to get them to get that message. Because like I said, this is only the beginning. This is how they get their foot in the door. And then you know, you think you're just going to be checking to make sure everybody's vaccinated. But then you're going to be checking to make sure they're doing X, Y, and Z as well. How many video games are you playing every week? You didn't walk in your dog without a leash? I don't know. They've got the, um, the open table, the reservation app that you use to uh, make reservations at restaurants and things like that. I use this app a lot. At least I used to because I hate calling. I just don't like to talk on the phone. I'd pull up this app. You can see what times they have available. Boom, boom, boom. Now you got a reservation. You, you didn't have to call, call and, and talk to somebody and spell out your name for them like 50 times, especially if you're calling, you know, like a, a, res, you know, a restaurant where they don't speak very good English, an Indian restaurant or something like that. Through no fault of their own. They, they don't know how to spell my fucking language. And You go through this whole thing, all this back and forth. It's much easier to use the app. Well, they are teaming up with Clear the digital identification company which i think they do that the thing through the airport right clear is like one of the the fastest ways to get through the airport open table has partnered with them to make it easier for you to present your vaccination status when you're making a reservation at restaurants to help diners easily provide proof of vaccination at restaurants requiring it to dine indoors open table and secure identity company clear are partnering to offer them a simple way to prove they've got their digital vaccine card. And if you think it's going to stop at dining indoors, I don't know where you've been for the last year and a half. But this is, this is where they're trying to go with it. And the more that big businesses get on board with this, the harder it's going to be to avoid it. You know, In Australia, they had these truckers protesting the mandatory vaccines and the lockdowns by blocking a major highway. Which is kind of kind of an interesting idea. Uh, Australia wasn't letting people travel between states and things like that, you know, unless you were deemed an essential worker. Well, they said, "Fuck that! We're just gonna block off the roads. See how you like it. See how you like not getting all your shit delivered." Uh, You know, maybe that's what we need to do. Maybe maybe we need to start. I don't know. Maybe 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 these sanctions that our that our military is doing, you know, they don't seem to have a problem setting up blockades and starving children to death in in third world countries. They don't consider that an act of aggression. They don't consider that an act of war or anything like that. It's just, hey, this country's not doing what we want them to do. We disagree with what they're doing, so we're going to set up a blockade. We're only going to let through what we want to let through. Maybe that's what we need to be doing to these politicians. You know, Maybe we need to take a page out of our foreign policy playbook and start... Instituting sanctions on all of these pussy politicians that are enforcing these vaccine mandates. After all, you know, according to our own government, this is not an act of war or anything like that. We're just going. We're just going to set up blockades and institute sanctions and stop them from. You know, we could just surround every politician's house. Maybe You know, the block that their house is on. Surround D.C. Block everything from coming in. And then they back off of all this vaccine craziness? Maybe that's what we have to do. I don't know. It's just the, you know it's just sanctions. It's no big deal. Of course I'm joking. I would never advocate any sort of discomfort aimed at our politicians, our wise overlords, especially you know, the Lori Lightfoots of the world, wouldn't want anybody to, to set up a blockade around her house, only let through certain items at our discretion, let her out of the house for a couple hours a day. See how she likes it. They seem to be perfectly content trying to make our lives a living hell. Maybe we should uh turn the tables on them, huh? See how fucking Pritzker likes it. That'd be the best thing that ever happened to that fat tub of shit. <laughs> Set up a fucking blockade. Impose some citizen sanctions on Pritzker and only let salads through for a couple months. I would say block the roads, but then you know you're 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 hurting all these other people who Aren't trying to push vaccines and lockdowns on everybody. I'd like to be a little more discriminate with it and go right after these, you know, the fucking Lori Lightfoots of the world. See how they like it. They're, they're trying to make our lives a living hell. They want to make our lives as difficult as possible. I forgot, you know, are they public servants? Do they work for us? Maybe we need to make their lives a little more difficult. He put them on fucking house arrest. Give them a couple hours of outdoor time. They'll just put up a blockade. There's more of us than there are of them. I don't know. Something to think about. Oh, speaking of Chicago, my hometown, there was a Chicago judge that stripped the mother of parental rights for being unvaccinated. Now, this is a really fucked up story. Not just because of that headline, but because this wasn't even, this wasn't part of the case or anything like that. This wasn't brought up by the ex-husband. You know, it's these parents that are going to court for custody of their child. I guess they're getting a divorce. And out of nowhere, this judge at Chicago's Daily Center just asks the mom, well, have you been vaccinated? And she says, no, I'm not going to get vaccinated. And they said, okay, you, you lose the right to see your kid. You're losing your parental rights. They took her away. We're giving them to the dad because the dad's been vaccinated. Unbelievable. Unfug- They're going to start taking your kids away. because Not because you don't want your kids to get vaccinated. We haven't gotten to that part yet. But because you haven't gotten vaccinated. You haven't taken the drugs that they want you to take. So now we get to take your kids. Does that sound like the society you guys want to live in? Does that sound like the land of the free? Home of the brave? And this is in the face of every single fucking day. I see more and more data, more and more articles about just how inept these vaccines are. How you've been fucking lied to. You've been duped. You've been sold a bill of goods. Despite, you know, social media's best attempt at, at scrubbing the internet for, of these things. Canceling people. Nuking YouTube channels that bring it up. It's still getting out there, but it doesn't stop any of it. Doesn't stop any of the craziness. There's a study, a new study out of Israel. Israel, the, one of the most vaccinated fucking places on the face of the earth, right? They have more. What do I have the percentage of their population? Let's see here. I think I saw it in another article. Here, let, let's keep these keep these numbers in the back of your head as we go through the, this Israel study. Okay, so. Confirmed cases in Israel July 4th through July 31st of this year. Okay. They they go through from ages 20 to 90 plus years old. All right. 20 to 29 year olds. The percentage of the population in Israel that is fully vaccinated from July 4th to July 31st was 71.9%. Percentage of cases... Of fully vaccinated people contracting COVID, 77.2%. 30 to 39, 77% were fully vaccinated. 78% of the cases were fully vaccinated people. 40 to 49, 81% fully vaccinated. 84% of the cases fully vaccinated. 50 to 59, 84% fully vaccinated. 86% of the cases were fully vaccinated. 60 to 69, 87% fully vaccinated, 92% of the cases were people that were fully vaccinated. 70 to 79, 93% fully vaccinated, 93% of the people were fully vaccinated, and 93% of the cases were fully vaccinated people. 91% 80 to 89, and 90%. Of the cases. So, I mean, you, you can see 90 plus is uh, there at 90% of the people, and 87%, 88% of the cases were fully vaccinated. So, on average, Israel, I know I threw a lot of numbers at you right there. I apologize. Let's just break the average. Okay. Here are the totals from people 20 to 90 plus years old in Israel for the month of July 84% of the population has been fully vaccinated. The, the, the percentage of cases which fully vaccinated people contracted COVID-19 was 86%. There were three, roughly 3,000 cases of people unvaccinated getting it and over 15,000 cases of fully vaccinated people getting it. They have seen a spike. Their levels, the levels of people getting COVID-19 are as, as high as they were at the peak of COVID-19 before vaccines. So that just goes to show you that these vaccines don't seem to be doing anything against this Delta variant. This is almost exclusively the Delta variant, right? And now, a study coming out of Israel, Bloomberg is, is noting it as the largest real-world analysis comparing natural immunity gained from an earlier, earlier infection to the protection provided by one of the most potent vaccines currently in use. The study showed that the vaccinated were ultimately 13 times as likely to be infected as those who were previously infected with COVID-19 and 27 times more likely to be symptomatic. Alex Berenson, a science journalist who has been repeatedly questioning the efficacy of these vaccines, Actually, just got uh, banned from Twitter, permanently banned by Twitter for tweets related to this study. So maybe they'll ban me for this. I don't know. Let's find out. But so the, the, the database that they used for the, the analysis enrolls two and a half million Israelis, people who were vaccinated in January and February were in June and July and the first half of August 6 to 13 times more likely to get infected than unvaccinated people who had contracted the virus in that same January-February period. In one analysis, they were comparing more than 32,000 people. The risk of developing symptomatic COVID-19 was 27 times higher among vaccinated people and the risk of hospitalization 8 times higher. So it flies in the face of everything that they've been promising you with these vaccines. And it actually lines up with some of my personal experience out here. I've known people who have fully vaccinated that have gotten COVID-19, and they were more symptomatic than me. They all lost their sense of taste and smell for weeks. Some of them haven't even gotten it back yet. And me, I just had like a fever for a couple days. Daily case numbers in Israel have reached new record levels as the delta variant penetrates their vaccines like a hot knife through butter. They're past the 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 peak level that they had back in, you know, early January, February of this year before these vaccines were rolled out. But is that going to stop anything? Nope, of course not. Israel is still the the country that is experiencing this. The, the, one, the most vaccinated country, right, that is seeing cases spike to new levels despite almost everybody being vaccinated come out and they come out and they say the Green Pass, which is their version of a, a COVID passport, from what I understand, is going to expire if residents don't get the third jab, if you don't get the booster your green pass that allows you to use, you know, basic services and things like that, you're gonna lose that unless you get another jab. So every six months, it, it sounds like they're they're going with, you know, it, it would expire six months after you get your second dose. It's also going to expire six months after you get your third dose. So every every six months, they're going to take away your right to go eat at a restaurant or something like that unless you get injected with another round of this. Another round of this vaccine that's clearly doing wonders for the Israeli population. Cases are at all-time highs. Okay. And let's make sure we ban the guy that's tweeting about this as well. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're, we're doing the fucking Lord's work over here. This is, I mean, this is where we're at. You would think that anybody that's thinking about this sort of thing, anybody that's thinking, looking at these numbers, would see through the bullshit, would see through the propaganda would start to notice that it looks like these vaccines are enhancing the virus and creating variants. Now, the good, the good news is the variants are less lethal than the original virus. Even though we have more cases, hospitalizations are down, deaths are down, or at least they're, they're, they're staying the same as before we had the, the surge in cases. And you, you look around and they're ramping up the fear, you know, government, the corporate press, social media, Everybody's pushing this fear on us in order to get these vaccinations. Why? Vaccine passports, why? (laughs) I mean, clearly, uh, these vaccines are inept. They're not doing anything. Except maybe creating more variants. I don't know. But they have to hide all this data. They have to do their best to hide it from us. And explain it, I'll just get another jab. Then, Then the effectiveness will go up. Why? Why are such coercive measures being used to get everybody to take this vaccine for a virus that's relatively non-lethal for the vast, vast, vast majority of the population? 99 point something survival rate. And they will openly admit that you can still contract the virus. You can still spread the virus. You can even still die from the virus. The thousands of people have died from the virus despite getting vaccinated. It's a fact. A fucking fact, and it's probably more than they're admitting to. They have all these propaganda campaigns to discredit all of the other treatments for this. You know, I was listening to this one doctor. It was a really long video, so I, I don't have time to go through it today. But he's talking about how early treatment is, is very effective against uh, against the coronavirus, and depending on your you know your age and your your um, comorbidities and everything, they have different cocktails of drugs that they can give you. Why are they discrediting that in favor of these vaccines that don't seem to be doing anything? Ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, the no-no words that you're not supposed to talk about. Could it be that this is not about solving the coronavirus? Because it, it, it does look like we've got it figured out, early treatment with various drug combinations, you have a very high survival rate, regardless of your age. Could it be that this is about something more? I will uh, go ahead and let you guys decide on that. I think you know where I sit on this or where I stand on this. I I think this is the the camel's nose under the tent. I think this is the excuse that they are going to use to get everything that they want. Everything else that they want so that they can control everything that you do and you can look towards China for the the blueprint for what they are trying to bring here to the United States of America. Used to be a free country. I did have some other uh stories I wanted to talk about mostly related to the markets. So maybe I will I'll say that stuff for later in the week. We're we're seeing a lot of telltale signs of just the, you know, the peak bubble insanity and I wanted to talk a little bit about that. So, um, But yeah, I think I'm running kind of long here. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap there for today, guys. Don't forget to um, keep your eyes peeled for Sayulita Super Spreader announcements and tickets and things like that. And Friday, we will be doing our bi-weekly happy hour. That's going to still happen this Friday at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. That is open to all of the supporting listeners of the show. And if you want to become a supporting listener of this show, you can go to peddlingfictionpodcast.com, click on the Support the Show tab, and set up a monthly recurring donation for any denomination that you want. And as long as you keep those donations flowing to help fund this show, I will meet with you every other Friday to throw back a few cocktails and talk about whatever you want to talk about. And if you guys can do all that for me, I will be back hopefully on Friday later this week with a brand new episode for you and until then you guys know the drill just keep on pedaling that so-called fiction peace